This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. That's why this audience is gonna have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room, Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Thursday, 2 November, year of our Lord, 2023. I want to thank you uh, for joining the uh, Early evening, or early afternoon and evening edition of the War Room. Uh, EJ and Tony from Heritage are going to join us here momentarily. We're going to go through the uh, Treasury Department's uh, what the Treasury auctions are going to come over the next five months. Is <clears throat> we warned everyone on this show months ago, it's going to be one point six trillion dollars or north. And my call is still interest expense over one trillion dollars in this upcoming fiscal year. We're going to walk through the math to show you why the uh, Biden regime has made an incredibly uh, big bet. They're going to finance this short term because they understand financing long term. Uh, if they finance it long term right now, they're going to get jammed. We're going to get into all of that in a few minutes. I want to go to Oklahoma too, Congressman Josh uh, Bree Keen. Congressman, walk me through all the, it's confusing to the audience. We got all these potential funding bills up there. You guys just want a huge battle to kind of get, better control of spending. We can't do anything until we secure the southern border or really seal the southern border now, stop the invasion, and stop the spending. Um, talk, walk us through your thoughts on where we stand with Ukraine, with Israel, with the Israel uh, IRS package, with the bifurcation of Ukraine and Israel, uh, the southern border, all of it. Walk, walk our audience through it. Yeah, I'd be happy to. First of all, thanks for having me on. You're giving me brownie points with my in-laws, my mother-in-law especially. They watch your program continuously, so <laughs> shout out to Dell and Lila. Uh, every every husband needs help, uh, you know, with with their in-laws, and you just helped me, so thanks, man. Um, aim, 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 amen, brother. <laughs> amen. Um, look, first let me say this. I am excited. I think uh, you know your viewership is excited. The American people are excited about Mike Johnson, and in his in his core, he is a conservative. And I want to start there. Um, I'm a part of the Freedom Caucus. Um, so to to have someone that you know is not a politician that's healed to the money interest, um, healed uh, to um, you know persuasion of how's this going to affect fundraising, but they're doing it because they actually believe in what they're doing. I think the American people need to rally behind this speaker and pray for him. He is a man who is grounded, who has a deep rudder of faith, and he leads his life that way. And there's fruit to back up what I just said, not just words. In in terms of you know, so I start there to say I'm excited with him talking about Israel and saying we got to pay for it. We're going we're gonna to overspend by $1.7 trillion this year. I caught your prologue there. And that is what um, this last year the numbers came in at $1.7 trillion. Steve, most people don't realize that Congress only uh, – you do. Most people don't realize that Congress only uh, allocates the dollars on an annual basis uh, for the discretionary part of the budget. And that's $1.7 trillion. The rest of it's entitlement spending, Medicare, Social Security, Medicaid, uh, food stamps. We just can adjust uh, you know, eligibility. But our discretionary spend that is the real 12 appropriation bill fight is $1.7 trillion. That is our deficit this year. That means 100%, half of its defense, 100% of all we spend to defend this country, 100% of every, every person who's watching that you think of, of the government, 
you know, spend on education and grants that, you know, come to, you know, states and localities. It's all borrowed money. So I'm excited to have a speaker who's saying not just Israel, but in his core believes that we've got to start paying uh, right on down the, 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 the row for every element. We're losing this country financially. You guys have fought through on this appropriations, a single, I mean, one of the purposes was a process and procedure. You can't get to limited government and you can't get to fiscal responsibility until you get into the appropriations process. And that's what they hate because they want it all to be jammed up in an omnibus, 9,000 pages where the lobbyists are sticking in one prepositional phrase and, and, and get paid. Walk me through, how do, how do you guys, all this, because this thing we're fighting right now is a supplemental. It's a $100 billion supplemental right. broken into various pieces. On a $880 billion defense bill, doesn't include intelligence. If you add everything up on intelligence, national security, it's a trillion dollars. So so just walk me through. We know your constituents are, are practical, honest, hardworking people that know this can't go on. But tell me what your philosophy is about how you help combat it. Well, look, in terms of um, we've got to start speaking the truth to one another. Every bit of the discretionary spending, every dollar that we appropriate, every time that you hear Congress is voting on an appropriations bill, when it adds up to that sum total, every bit of it's 100% of those dollars are borrowed money from our kids and our grandkids. That means that that we are giving our kids a lessened future, a lower standard of living. And so, you know, it's so shocking to put an amendment on the floor to cut spending up here and, and, you know, you get 80 votes out of 220 Republicans or 100 votes out of 220 Republicans. It shows you how many people are actually really serious about solving this, this math problem that we have. And look, it, they're a reflection of, of, the, of their constituency. And so the American people have to understand we are headed towards bankruptcy in fast order. And the people that are elected up here are a reflection of that ideology. We have got to get... If we don't start buying vegetables, we're not going to have a country left. So for all of your viewership, and, you know, one of the things for the 20 of us that, you know, fought at the head of the year over the speaker's race that, you know, lasted 15 rounds, saying we've got to have guardrails, we've got to have things in place, we've got to have appropriation bills that you can put amendments, go directly to the floor and see how people are voting. That's what we've, that started this process. And I would challenge everybody, start looking at votes Start looking at scorecards of reputable conservative organizations and, and figure out who is talking a good game when they, you know, everybody's a campaign conservative and who's actually following suit on their vote. And the American people have to build pressure on members of Congress to cut, start cutting spending. If you want to turn around the $1,200 more you're spending every month, statistical average, in the last two years, you're spending $1,200 more a month to buy the exact same goods and services as you were at the head of when Joe Biden took office. That's 15000 over the course of a year. It's because we've lost 20% of our dollar value almost in, you know, in, in several years. Inflation caused by devaluation of our currency caused because Congress is not really serious about cutting spending up here on the whole. And you've got to start holding these people accountable. Everybody thinks their congressman's the, the good one, right? And that's the problem. Everybody thinks that their congressman's the good, the good guy. You need to check what we all say, me included. Do, do you think inside the conference that that's Burchett's going to follow you here and he's been a, a deficit hawk. Do you think that in the conference, because if we don't change the mentality of the conference, do you think in the conference it's starting to change? And you saw that, you know, we, yeah. we at the debt ceiling, you had 70 votes. The CR, you had 90 votes. We just had, for the, you know, you had the majority, the majority for no Ukraine. 
of money coming forward. Do you think the conference is starting to change? I, I think so. I think that, you know, uh, the miraculous ascension of Speaker Johnson, I mean that. I, I want people to hear this. As a Bible-believing Christian, and that's what we have as a, as a speaker, what you saw was somebody move from seventh place in leadership to number one. He went from having like 40, 30, less than 40 votes and then got the speakership in one day. It was miraculous. And it's because Mike um, is someone on bended knee who's really, he understands core principles. He understands the 18 enumerated powers. He understands limited government. He understands what George Washington said that, you know, of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. In vain would the man claim the tribute of patriotism who'd labor to subvert those great pillars of human happiness. There was a time where the majority of members of Congress understood the only way you're going to maintain limited government is self-governance, and the only way you get self-governance is religion and morality. We've got a chance to turn this country around, but we've got to get rid of the cultural rot. And so for every pastor who watches your show, for every person who's a watchman on the wall in their community, man, you know, being quiet on social media may help you and your public image management right now. But in this fight of good and evil, by you remaining to stay quiet, it may help you in your lifetime, but it's going to be a detriment to our kids and our grandkids. So Mike Johnson is a flag bearer that we as a country need to rally around, and we need to help this inertia. I believe that, that there is a great awakening, and I think Mike's a reflection of that. When he did the Sean Hannity interview the first night, uh, Sean you know, was asking him some questions about your belief, because you're right, it's kind of a it's seventh in leadership, but essentially a backbencher. Uh, people didn't know a lot about him. And he says, look, if you want to, you're asking a lot of questions, but if you want to know my worldview, just read the Bible. The mainstream media and the left, they melt full meltdown, full, complete vapor lock. Um, it, what what he would have said, which the revolutionary generation would have said, of course, it's the biblical worldview. Of course, what is what other worldview is there? You're seeing the attack on him. You know, yeah. he, he's the thing they fear most, which is he's a Christian nationalist. Now, now you've had, you know, violent extremists. You've had insurrectionists. You look up the chart, the, the, the top, the, the most demonic to the secular humanist, the, the neo-Marxist. Uh, that you see on college campus going after Jewish kids every day. The, the, the pinnacle is the Christian nationalist. How are you members of Congress in the conference going to help uh, have the back of Mike Johnson? Because they're coming for Mike Johnson. Hey, they're already yeah. into all the radio interviews he gave. We're going through it right now. And what he said, and here's the thing, they're getting on him for he doesn't have any money <clears throat> because he sacrificed his entire life as a lawyer instead of being a big Wall Street lawyer, one of these hot yeah. shots in the, as a lobbyist. He dedicated his life to taking on and defending religious liberty in, in a lot of these church groups. Uh, how's the conference going to come together to protect uh, Mike Johnson? Well, look, you use the position that you've been given. And you're going to find out in real short order, those who really, it's innate to them if they really believe in a biblical worldview. And they really believe that that is a rock upon which our republic, um, you know, finds strong foundation, its pillars. You, you better start learning uh, the history of our founding. Uh, I, I love David Barton Wall Builders Ministry because it is pointing so many people back to what we're missing. And the reason why we've been so blessed as a country financially is because of that underpinning. And the reason that we see such a demise in the last 40 you know, most people don't see how quickly this has happened to us. We had a $1 trillion gross national debt in 1980. We're going to overspend by $1.7 trillion this year. Almost twice what it took us 200 years of, of uh, debt accumulation to get to in 1980. The cultural rot has been on, on steroids, and the, the fiscal problems are just a down, downstream repercussion of that. 
And so if we'll get our moral house in order, our fiscal house will get in order. Uh, I absolutely am one of those that believes that in God we trust. And if we'll get the right things right, if we'll stop calling evil good and good evil, then, there, then this nation has a chance to cheat history. If we don't, then we become like every other uh, nation in history that, uh, you know, is, is rotted itself into oblivion. Congressman, how can people find out more about you? Where they go to social media, where they go to your site to, to find out more about your thinking? Yeah, um, you can go to Burkeen, B-R-E-C-H, uh, Burkeen.house.gov. You can uh, look us up on uh, uh, Congressman Josh Burkeen on social media or, or uh, uh, Twitter, uh, X now. And uh, honored to have uh, the opportunity to be with you. Well, uh, your uh, your in-laws have great taste in uh, in compelling <laughs> television, so... We know they're part of the posse, so they're 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 man in the ramparts, and I know they're big fans of yours and our audiences too. We we really appreciate you being in the fight, and I know that you're going to become a major voice going forward, sir. So thank you. Very honored to have you here in the war room. Thank you. Honored, sir. God bless you. Thank you, Burchett, Congressman Burchett of Tennessee. You see, Burchett, here's here's what I think we got going. I think you're having a great awakening. I think people were. I think this Mike Johnson thing was providential. And and we're unmasking people. You're unmasking. I mean, the haters on Mike Johnson, it is unbelievable. This is a God-fearing, good Christian man, solid guy, right, that's dedicated his life to fighting for underdogs. And man, oh, man, are they they're upset. MSNBC, CNN, they got investigative teams going around. They got everything. They're going to try to tear his wife and himself. They're going to try to tear him apart. It's like a pack of wolves. Congressman Burchett, your thoughts? I agree. I, I, I posted this morning when I woke up, I'm going to do this every day. I said something about him. I said, oh, no, we elected a speaker, Speaker Johnson, who loves Jesus, his wife, his kids and the Constitution. We are doomed. I got a, just crossed over 123,000 views on that. <laughs> the vast majority are amen. I mean, everything. I mean, oh, he's not rich. What are we going to do? I mean, what the hell, Steve? Uh, Mr. No, no, but hang on, hang on, but hang on, ho, ho, hang on. Read that, read that tweet again, because I want to make a comment. Just take it to the top and just read it slowly. Read that tweet. Okay. Uh, oh no, we elected a speaker at Speaker Johnson, who loves Jesus, his wife, his kids, and the Constitution. We are doomed. But, but, but the punchline is, there's a big part of the country, and particularly the elites and the intelligentsia. And the cultural elites that run this country, that when you they read that, they believe the country is doomed because of that. Your response, sir? Yeah, well, they're lost. They are completely lost. That's who's running, unfortunately, I think, is running our, our major um, learning institutions, both public and private in this country. And those are the people that we've um, entrusted with the future of our children. And uh, and and the frankly, the national media, and that's why most of them are going out of business. It's moving to more of a format like yours where the truth is put out there and you bring in cool guests like my buddy Josh Burkeen before me. Um, and and I, I think that's that's very telling. I think the market is bearing that right now. And you've seen papers like my newspaper in Knoxville. It's, it's basically just a rag. The only time I see it is when I'm, you know, if somebody's got one down in their dog pen or something. Um, and so it's just, it's, it's pretty obvious to me what's going on in our country and, and they're trying to influence, influence people and they, and they try to run us, you know, people that, 
you know, I, I don't have any bumper stickers on my cars or anything about my religious beliefs, but they, you know, everywhere you turn, we're the weak ones. We're the ones causing the problems in this world. And, uh, I can always hear my daddy saying, buddy, he said, there weren't no atheists in those foxholes in the Pacific. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, I, uh, we, we elected a, you're right. It was providential. Um, that's a big word for me coming from East Tennessee, but it's, uh, uh, Mike Johnson is a godsend. He's a, I said, I quite, I said early on something about him being a goober and all his buddies from law school were calling him up saying, Hey, this guy called you a goober. But I said, you know, that's a good thing. He's not a, um, he's not a real flashy guy. He's a, he's a family man and you're not going to worry about him getting caught in some, somebody's going to pull something up or what he's doing right now or going to be doing because he's, he's one of those guys that holds himself accountable and surrounds him with people, self with people that hold him accountable. And we've got a real leader in this one. And I, I stated, how, how do we somebody, go ahead? I'm sorry. How, but how, how, how do we, his, uh, his, um, election unanimously coming out of nowhere for, you know, within 24, 48 hours, but the whole process, how do we use that to start to change the mentality of the conference? Rakeen just mentioned it. You've mentioned every time you're on here. I think the people, quite frankly, are awakened. I know in our audience, they're talking, I mean, we're going to have EJ and Tony on here in a minute. We're going to go through a very sophisticated laying out of the treasury auction, which used to be pretty performer. Our audience is all over. These are types of things that be on the back pages of the Financial Times of London or the or the or the traders in the in the in on Goldman Sachs desk or in the pits of Chicago would be reading. You have working class truck drivers, housewives, middle class people that understand they're getting down to it. Say, hey, I understand what the Fed's doing. I understand what the balance sheet's doing here. I understand what this deficit is. The people are awakening. How do we use that in Johnson's uh, the, being uh, raised up, right, providentially to change the conference and actually become the solidified, unified body we need? Because if, if we can solidify the Republican House conference, we will change the world. There's no yep. doubt about it. The founders put all the power in the House of Representatives outside the executive branch, and they never looked at the executive branch of being an imperial power, which has come through the administrative state, which we're going to take apart. They looked at the House as having the power. So how do we do that, uh, Congressman Burchett? Well, thank you. It's probably the most important thing I'll ever say on your show. But I, I'd ask your, your listeners to pray and ask God what their role should be in this. And their role, what I see it is, is call your elected officials. Because elected officials, like everybody else, we want our pizzas in 30 minutes or less. And that's about our dadgum attention span, to be honest with you. Right now, every person who gets on the mic in conference, and I, and I was with... Matt Gates, we were sitting in the back and I said, I said, where, where was all this, you know, four or five weeks ago when the eight of us were getting, getting our heads kicked in. And, but it's, it starts off with, we're in a fiscal downturn. We have got to get control of this. And everybody is talking about it. Everybody, you know, people like Josh McCain, who was on four, he's always talking about it, but you're seeing the moderates, the people that are in Biden districts that Biden won talking about, we've got to get control. So, We've got our 30 minutes. America needs to wake up, start calling your congressman and telling them, hey, stop with the fiscal insanity. Stop with the spending. Let's get control. Let's keep going down this road of individual spending bills because it's very uncomfortable, but it forces us to ask the questions of what's in this bill? What are we funding? Where is it coming from? And that's why this latest bill, 
um, it has an offset and it's driving all oh, it's cra driving them crazy. You know, you're going to take money from the IRS, this this crazy idea of, of hiring how many, uh, you know, 100,000 more or whatever new IRS agents to prey upon innocent Americans that don't need it. And um, and he's going to take the money from that and, 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 and use that in the Israel defense instead of just taking it just out of air, just printing it, which is in there. And they're pitching a fit about it. They're pitching a complete and total fit because there's accountability and it takes away from their bureaucratic base that, that, that keeps a lot of these idiots up here in office. And so it's a, it's a stroke of genius. And man, I'm glad we got him in there. No, it, it's a stroke of genius to do that. It, let me, they've got everybody's attention on the supplementals, but the, the, the government, you know, runs out of cash again on what the 17th We're you know, a week or so away from that. You guys continue to pass appropriations bill. They didn't think Johnson would get what the government operations done. He got it done with Democrat votes um, in a bipartisan manner. Uh, the, yep. the Senate, the Lord, the House of Lords refuses even to get down and, and dirty any of this. Why don't you guys start talking about a CR and going to January? Why don't you just call their bluff, pass the rest of the appropriations bills and said, hey, McConnell, Schumer, it's you, you guys haven't done your job over a year. Just call their bluff. If it's got to shut down, it's got to shut down. What would the folks in East Tennessee tell you about that? They'll tell me that if we got to shut it down for three days, that's a lot better. You know, these single moms out here, these guys out here digging ditches for a living that don't have time for all this nonsense, working 12, 14 hours a day, trying to keep shoes on their kids, trying to treat food in the refrigerator because inflation's gone through the roof. They can't afford gas in their gas tank. They're saying those exact same things. They're saying, cut the spending, get this economy back under control, and get us back on a fiscal uh, on, on on the the fiscal path. Because if we don't, they're they're also saying, you know, if we if we collapse this economy, it's going to be a hell of a lot worse than three days of a shutdown. I can assure you, because those those lines, you'll you'll see people in lines in line for bread when the when the dollar is depreciated in value to the point of just not being worth the paper it's printed on. What, what you know, E.J. Antonio is going to join us. And one of the things I keep telling folks is that this one point uh, six of financing and the it's actually a two trillion dollar deficit. They're lying about that. We know they're lying. But even at one seven. The budget you're talking about is another one seven. It's in perpetuity. It's one seven. It's one seven. It's two, particularly as a comedy that adds it's to the debt. We're never going to pay off right now on our trajectory. We never pay off one penny of the principal. It's just you're, you're barely keeping up. And I've said, and EJ, I have said, because I've done the math in back of envelope, I strongly believe that we will pass $1 trillion in interest payments in this current coming fiscal year. It's going to be damn close. I was right on the $2 trillion deficit when they lied about it. I think they're going to pay a trillion dollars. Here's the point. We're now in the system of large numbers. This thing, is, this thing has a life of its own. Do people in the conference understand that that this should be like emergency measures? We can't we can't conduct business as we've conducted it before. You guys were the voice in the wilderness, and and you they try to destroy you folks, and now you're saying a lot of them come to the mic behind and they got old time religion. Do they understand the tough actions that have to come because this is a crisis? I I think they do, um, but again, they'll move on to the next shiny object if the American public doesn't start lighting up the phones and letting them know and say, in fact, we are in fact watching this. And, and that's the trouble in the past. Nobody, you believe too much about what we send to you 
in our in our memos and our videos and things. You need to start asking the dadgum questions. That's why when I come off the floor a lot of times, just on mundane votes, I explain about what's going on and what it affects you down the line. And people really respond to that in, in a positive manner because they're not getting that from the mainstream media. The mainstream media is telling us, we're, look at all the things they've taken from you. That's what they'll try to tell you. And hell, they don't, you, you know, Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that's all you're, that's all you're guaranteed. And it, it just the pursuit of happiness. You're not guaranteed happiness. So I, I think we need to get back to the basics, and you're exactly right. And it, but if people don't, don't light up the phone lines of their elected officials, we're going to miss this moment, Mr. Bannon. And then we'll be back right back to the, to the big spending Republicans that, 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 uh, that we've become, unfortunately. Uh, Congressman, how do people get to all your social media? Because you come in hot a little bit on uh, on Twitter, uh, but I also yeah. want to know where to go to your site so people find out more about you. Now, now as you become a big media star, every time I cut on CNN or MSNBC, I said, "There's Burchett, man. Look at that guy. He's, well, he's become, I told him become I'm, a very big star of a CNN." I don't know. I, yeah, I told him I'm conservative. I'm just not bitter about it. So somehow they uh, hey, just follow <laughs> me. At, at, at at Tim Burchett, that's 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 where I light it up, Mr. Bannon, and I can't thank you enough. Every time I get the Bannon bump, and I'm, I won't, I'm not going to talk about fundraising or anything because that'd be inappropriate in this building. But it, but uh, I can always tell when I've I've been on your show, and it, I tell you what, man, you're speaking the working man's language out there. Folks all over Tennessee uh, watch you, and they love this show. They love you, and the reason they love you is just because you put the truth out there, and dadgummit, they're hungry for it. Because we're sure as hell aren't getting it out of the major media. Sorry for my language. I got to put another dollar in the swear jar. Um, the title, of my, the title of my country music album will, will be um, I, I owe you's in a swear jar because that's uh, <laughs> I'm up to that point now. So thank you, brother. <laughs> Always a pleasure, Congressman Burchard. Thank you, thank you so much for spending time with us. Appreciate it. Gosh, it's my pleasure. You got thank it you. right. You you got it right there from Oklahoma and Tennessee. We need you at the ramparts. And you're awakened now. You 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 understand this in a more sophisticated way than the folks on. Uh, forget Capitol Hill. I'm talking about Wall Street. That it can't continue, and somebody's got to make some tough calls. And you're you're essentially the adults in the room. Always remember that. With all the stuff you see on TV, and just watch it. Now you can watch it with some discernment. Say, hey, that's nonsense. That's spin. That that's not true. They they're avoiding the main issue. This is what they never wanted to have happen. An enlightened, awakened empowered working class and middle class never wanted it to happen but it's happening short commercial break ej's on the other side i know this is hard to believe but we're up against another government shutdown later this month and our wise leaders deal with it how they always do with more spending. While law makers are high-fiving, your savings account continues to lose value because more spending weakens the dollar. Now end the cycle. Diversify into gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. And listen, when you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Let me repeat that. For every 10000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Just text Bannon to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. 
Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA for no money out of pocket. And you still get the free gold bar. Don't let your savings become a victim of the further devaluation of the dollar. Remember, the BRICS countries are focused 100% on de-dollarization. Text Bannon to 989898. Receive a free gold information kit and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bars on your qualified purchase. Do it today. Action. 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 Question. Who protects the troops who protect us? Well, we will. Imagine you're serving halfway around the world and you learn the title to your home. That legal document that proves it's actually yours has been forged and it's not in your name anymore. But we can't let that happen and we won't let it happen. Home title theft is a clear and present danger for all homeowners. And that's why I trust Home Title Lock. And now Home Title Lock is protecting those who protect us and giving back. For every subscription you purchase from Home Title Lock, they'll donate one year of free service to a military family in your name. Our troops deserve the peace of mind in knowing that while they protect us, Home Title Lock protects their most valuable asset. We all need to protect the title to our homes. I'll share updates, but for now, please join me. Protect your home's title at HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon and use promo code Bannon. And when you do, they'll protect the home of a service member in your name. That's HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. Do this for the troops. Do it today. Use your agency. It can happen anywhere. Fires, hurricanes, tornadoes, mudslides. Regular cell service is fragile, and it can go down in an instant. That's why you absolutely need a satellite phone. Because when that happens, when the cell towers go down, how will you contact your loved ones? How will you contact emergency services? But with a sat phone, if you can see the sky, you can make a call. It's got 100% global coverage, ensuring you're always within reach. Your calls are secure and private. No one's eavesdropping. Even the U.S. military trusts these phones to communicate securely. Your text messages encrypted. Only the intended recipient can read them. Everything you do with this phone is 100% private and 100% secure. Now, right now, our trusted partners at War Room the Satellite Phone Store is giving you a free Iridium 9555 satellite phone and a free Garmin watch with a 24-month plan if you go to sat123.com slash Bannon right now. That's sat123.com slash Bannon right now. Be ready for anything. The earthquake, wildfires, terrorism, anything, anywhere on Earth. With your new satellite phone today, you're always in contact. So go do it today. You get everything that we talked about as well as your free bonuses. Visit sat123.com slash Bannon and use code Steve50 at checkout for free activation or dial the following number 941-955-1020 to snag your free Iridium 9555 satellite phone today. That's sat123.com slash Bannon code Steve50 or call. 941 955 1020
First of all, they lie and they say we're going to pay for the Israeli aid bill by cutting from the IRS. But it'll balance each other out. What, tell, tell me, in fact, what does it do? Well, Joe, you kind of stole my thunder, and I think you could probably come over here and do this as well as oh, I God. could at this point, no, because please. I've heard you talk about this. But let's just go back and explain how the tax system works or doesn't work, and then we'll get to the impact on the budget. So the IRS collects $2.8 trillion a year, roughly, in taxes. But besides that, they also collect $68 billion from what they call enforcement, we would think of as audits. But they've calculated in a study they've done that there's another $428 billion out there of taxes that don't get paid. You can call it tax avoidance, you can call it tax evasion, whatever you want, people who don't report all their income. But guess who it is who doesn't report all their income uh, in particularly large amounts? It's the wealthy. So if you look over here, by this is by income, lowest income, highest income folks, and what percent of their income they don't report. But down here in the bottom 50%, there's pretty much a high level of tax compliance. When you get over here to the top 5% and the top 1%, it's a different picture. You're talking about people who are not reporting over 20% of their income to the IRS by various means of how they fill out their tax returns. And these are folks who make over $600,000 a year here. So there's, there is a lot of money out there for the IRS to collect. And, and, and to, to the 1% also very high, you've got billionaires not paying money. Uh, you've got a million, you have some of the richest Americans not paying, uh, avoiding taxes. And this is exactly who the Republicans are trying to protect, right, Steve? It's who they're trying to protect, yes. They're not, they're not paying taxes. And what the IRS is trying to do is essentially allow them to continue to not pay their taxes. So, so and, Steve, let me just, like, going over to the next chart. Uh, because what's so fascinating is that there are a lot of times you put money uh, into agencies and uh, people complain you don't see a return. But as your next chart's going to point out, investments in IRS enforcement. Okay. Uh, welcome back for a second thing. I want to make sure you understand this is about the Israel financing, the cutting of the IRS, they're all saying $14 billion. They are all over. Oh, this is just a Republican ploy. No. Hey, MAGA wants t massive tax increases. For billionaires massive because they're all progressive lefties hey they, they've got us in this mess they should pay for it we're all for it and by the way get the irs agents get them in there but we're offsetting the money to israel and we're going to offset in the irs you're just going to have to suck on that right and don't give me this investment it's going to be 10 times on the dollar this is all morning mika nonsense uh they put out some bad news the other day uh about this rollout of each you've had a chance to walk through how we're going to finance this mess and I want people to understand this, this 1.7 trillion, which is actually two, but the 1.7 trillion is going to be in perpetuity until we face facts that you heard Burkine and Bircha talk about. Until we face hard facts, it's going to continue on. And every year we're going to have this discussion. Uh, the Biden regime is making a big bet here, a massive bet. Uh, and I want people to understand, EJ and Tony, from you, what this bet is and how it's going to impact their personal life. Well, Steve, essentially what the Treasury is doing here as as they go on this massive one point six trillion, you heard that right, one point six trillion dollar borrowing spree over the next six months. 
is they are hoping that interest rates are going to be coming down. And the, the reason we know that is because they are essentially shifting debt issuances away from long terms to short terms. So in other words, instead of issuing 30-year bonds, for example, they're issuing more uh, uh, two-year notes. So they are, again, hoping that they can refinance this debt in a couple of years at lower interest rates. But if that doesn't happen, if the rates don't come down, then the interest costs on the debt are not going to come down. In fact, they're going to continue rising. And frankly, there's very little indication that we are going to see significant reductions in interest rates absent a serious rise in inflation. We simply just can't see rates go lower right now when there is such an incredible demand for loanable funds because the Treasury, as, as we've discussed before, Steve, they're just simply sucking all of the air out of the room right now by borrowing literally trillions of dollars a year. But but if you go down range, you say, let's say you say it to your notes, in two years, another year from now, we got to sell another 1.6 trillion because that's what's going to be minimum. Minimum, I think it's going to be two, but 1.6 trillion, you got to sell another and say half of that is in, in short in two-year notes. That's $800 billion, almost a trillion dollars of another two-year. And then for the second year, you've got to go out, you're going to sell another trillion dollars. The law of large numbers starts to overwhelm you. It's so big, it's spinning out of control. They can't find, where are they going to find buyers for this? Where's the appetite out there in the world for 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 this these uh, these bonds and these notes. Well, Steve, that's exactly. I'm so glad you brought this up. This is exactly why I, I am genuinely getting scared for our country and for the American people, and why I, I have to echo what your previous guests were saying about the incredible urgent need to get in contact with your representatives and tell them to slash the budget anywhere and everywhere. There is there are no sacred cows anymore. Okay, it, it, it is imperative that we get this thing under control pronto. I, I can't emphasize enough how fast this is spinning out of control. Who is buying our debt? Foreign countries aren't buying it anymore. Most countries around the globe are selling our debt, whether that's Japan or China. Russia's already sold all of it off. Uh, who is buying the debt domestically? The Federal Reserve isn't anymore. They are selling off their debt holdings as well. That leaves it to the American people. And every dollar that we continue to lend to the government is a dollar that can't be lent to businesses and to consumers, which means you are essentially transferring money out of the hands okay. of private enterprise, which will grow the economy, and putting it in the hands of government, which will shrink the economy. And, and, and this is also the scam. Because of this show, there's no longer, they're just not sheeps that are going to go be sheared. The old pitch that, home oh, put you in government bonds because that's a risk-free investment. You're getting lower interest or whatever because it's risk-free. And the old 60-40, you know, the old 60-40 uh, split, I got the Wall Street Journal right from it. Your investment strategy is broken. The Wall Street Journal finally caught up, and this was about three weeks ago, finally caught up to the, to the war room. Uh, the sub-headline, correlation of returns for the S&P and long-term treasury bonds, price of stocks and bonds move in opposite directions. The sub-headline is, the old 60-40 is completely broken. That asset allocation of 60% stocks, 40% bonds. The, the reason is if rates go up, your bond principle goes down. You can't, it's, not, it's not trading at face amount. That's why you got to call. A lot of people I know have called their portfolio manager and said, hey, if you had to mark to market today, that bond portfolio, where is it? Oh, it's 50 cents on the dollar. 
the American public's becoming awakened. This because it's kind of a, they kind of got cut, caught into a sucker's play. The, my point is this paper is only movable if people are searching for yield and need yield, right? And and and, and that's why they're going to have to jack rates up. That's why the Fed itself used to be everybody. Oh, pal, held on, pal. Oh, pal. But now you're actually getting a critical mass of of this 33 trillion that's being financed at higher interest rates that's just going to lock in. It's going to be very tough to change interest rates and bring them down it, uh, other than the bottom falling out of economy, which it looks like is one of the things they're planning on EJ and Tony. Absolutely, Steve. You know, we continue to see economic indicators moving in the wrong direction. And every time Treasury keeps stepping its foot, keeps putting its foot on the gas here and sending us in the wrong direction faster and faster, all of those indicators, it's no coincidence, continue to point more and more again in the wrong direction. And I just don't see how we get out of this without a recession in the first half of, of 2024. What do you believe that uh, Wall Street's now do they believe that the political class in this country realizes the urgency? Because this is a crisis now. It's no more. Oh, we got to think about the future generations. It's this generation right now of what's happening in the lived experience of this audience with credit card interest exploding, uh, defaults exploding, um, you know, people living paycheck to paycheck and having to gap that with a with a credit card that they really can't afford. Uh, do you think Wall Street, the, the, the titans of, of Wall Street and the capital markets believe that the political class really gets what this crisis is and what action has to be taken? Steve, I think a small percentage of the older generation do because they can they can recall, for example, the late 70s, the early 80s in their working careers. But one of the problems among uh, the, the younger people on Wall Street right now is the fact that their entire working lives, they have seen essentially zero interest rates. And so they have gotten used to that reality and they have forgotten that there was a time before that and that 5% rates are essentially a, a historical norm. And so they're not entirely sure how to adapt to this yet. And, they, and because of that, it hasn't really dawned on them just how much of a crisis this is and the fact that we are moving very rapidly towards a credit event. Ooh, <laughs> he went there. He used the term. When you say credit event, brother, to find, I want everybody to write that down in the notebook that follows along at home. Number two, pencil out, write it down credit event when you say credit event which when you say that on wall street to financiers it shakes them to the core of their being when you say it seems like a harmless term like credit event what do you mean sir well steve we have to understand just how incredibly linked uh, the financial world is and so when you when you observe something like commercial real estate, which is in a tremendous amount of trouble right now, and you have a lot of owners of commercial real estate who are going to have difficulty refinancing their debt because not only have interest rates gone up so much, but their occupancy, occupancy rates are just so, so low. And so they have less revenue and it's going to cost them more to service the debt they have on their buildings. That's a recipe for disaster. But then combine that with the fact that who actually owns a disproportionate amount 
of commercial real estate debt. It's not the big banks, it's the regional banks, which are already in trouble because they got on the wrong side of the interest rate trade. So they have a very, a very large portion, relatively speaking, of their balance sheets devoted to commercial real estate balance sheets, which are already for some of them mark to market underwater. You start combining all these things and you realize that the whole financial system is on incredibly shaky ground. And although some of the big banks may seem safe, their health largely depends on the health of the broader banking system. And so this is where you get into the problem of a single domino being able to knock down a whole lot more. If you, um, in thinking through, because you've done the best in thinking downrange on this, what would you advise people to look at to see how serious they are on the CR, on the supplemental, on 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 the budget? You know, the appropriation have been done because up there on Capitol Hill, the Republicans, people like that, are acting like they're living in another reality. What would you tell people in this audience if you're smart? This is what you should be looking for. In terms of what what political outcomes are are we expecting? Is that what you mean, Steve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 what did you see? If, if this is going to get sorted, what would you think would be smart to see on Capitol Hill to know that they're serious versus just optics and happy talk? Oh, uh, not merely a reduction in the increase in spending, not merely holding spend, spending at the same levels they were uh, in September, the end of the last fiscal year, but a cut from that level, because we have to come to grips with the fact that where spending was at the end of last year and therefore where it is right now is not sustainable. We have to get the spending down. It's not good enough anymore to slow the rate of increase, because even if we just hold spending levels steady, we are going to continue to spend more than we have, and we are going to continue to get further and further down that financial doom loop. There is only one way out of this, and that's to reduce spending. Uh, EJ and Tony, where do they go for your uh, for your social media? You're putting stuff up on Twitter all the time. Where do they go for all of it? Best place to find me is going to be on Twitter or X, whatever we call it now. And the handle there is at real EJ and Tony. EJ, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. We're going to spend a lot of time with these bills up. Uh, remember, they're bifurcating Ukraine from Israel, which the Senate doesn't. Well, look, the Senate wants to pass the $106 billion. On top of on top of the eight hundred and eighty billion dollars gonna be approved, the trillion dollars basically for defense and national security. They're not living in the real world. You're living in the real world. Once again, I want to reemphasize that you are the um the center of discernment. You're the center of gravity of reality here to save this country. And the two things rapidly uh, uh, approaching us is the financial crisis of epic proportions and an invasion of the southern border. And the solutions for that are not easy. They're not simple. In many cases, they're not pleasant. Because these are crises that have been driven by the elites for many, many decades, and now we're here. And you've got to be the one to stand in the breach and say, we're not going to do this anymore. And we're going to take uh, active solutions, not just slowing down the rate of increase, not just staying steady, not just even cuts, but even going back to like pre-COVID numbers and starting to cut from there. We have to have massive cuts. This is a speech I just gave in Pinehurst. Two things that are happening. We have to have massive cuts in discretionary spending. One, to get close to balancing the budget, but two, to then be able to convince the American ser people we're serious about this, that then you can get into the entitlements. But you have to show that you're going to take on the discretionary spending first. And remember, all those people are getting that, the, the spending 
all things it's theirs by birthright that they that's theirs it's absolutely 100% theirs that you're taking it away from them that fight's going to be enormous look what's happening in these college campuses right now you don't think this is why we had Yoram Hazani on this morning the connective tissue is that they think you're the colonizer they think you're the oppressor and that is their money they they, they don't believe you actually have a country you don't deserve a country this is not you just stole it so you don't have any rights to protect it no sovereignty no territorial integrity, no self-determination of the American people. No, this is why, you know, we've got uh, Oscar Blue Ramirez down in, in uh, from Darien Gap to Tapachula and North with hundreds of thousands of more invaders coming every month. But Todd Benzman says, hey, it's going to be 500,000 minimum on top of the 8 to 10 million that are already here. Just on Biden's watch, that's not the 40 or 50 million Monica Crowley's talking about or Brian Kennedy are talking about. So this is the crisis. This is the fight. And we're at the, we're, we're, we are honored to be at the vanguard of this. And when they call us minoritarian vanguardism, yes, it's 100% correct. Remember, in the revolution, at the best day, only a third of the people were fighting for it. A third of the people were kind of Tories, were fighting against it or not supporting it. And then you had a third kind of in the middle, like you have in anything. I'm, I'm going to wait and see who wins this thing, and then I'll be on their side. I'll grab a flag and jump out in front of that parade. And you see that happening all the time on Capitol Hill and media and all of it. We're not, we're not, we're not that. We're not that group. We're our stone-cold fighters. But we need you up to speed on saying a couple of things. Number one, the patriot economy. You guys are thinking through about how you participate in the building of that to your own benefit. Also, things like Birch Gold. It's time now, and this is why we've partnered with Birch Gold. You got Philip Patrick. You just immerse yourself in the information. Go there. We've put out for the last two years. We, we ain't Johnny come lately to this, pro, this project. We knew as soon as Biden gotten in here with the Chinese Communist Party and what they'd done on the pandemic, that uh, a assault on the dollar as a prime reserve currency was upon us. And so we took the last couple of years to kind of walk you through it. It's all free. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Particularly the, even the, the four installments. The first one you'll find fascinating, the politics of, of money, the politics of currency. Because that's going to become more and more relevant. Every discussion we have going forward, you heard from Burkine and you heard from Burchett. Everybody's going to the mic in the conference now. They're all talking about the fiscal crisis. They're all talking about responsibility. That's because the, the constituents, you out there in the audience, have, have the pitchforks to the back. That you've got to focus on this. And so that's why you've got to go to go to birchgold.com and then talk to Philip Patrick and think, look, gold's been a hedge against turbulence for 5,000 years. Find out why. The first question you got to find out why, and then connect it to the turbulent times you have, and think about, hey, how do I add this to as an asset class to my portfolio? How do I do that? What's a smart way to do that? And that's what the Birch Gold guys are there to do. So we try to lay it out, soup the nuts, what the issues are, what the crisis is, and then those guys walk you through how uh, how you can um, you can uh, if not benefit from at least you know get an anchor to windward here. Um. Also, the home title lock guy is the same thing. This is with the, the, you know, you, with the cyber criminals out there, the potential for somebody to come and get your, uh, somebody to come and potentially you know, take out a second mortgage, these hard money lenders. And I keep saying this. Once it happens, the, the issues you're going to go through, mainly not paying, back, not paying back the loan is going to be very difficult. That's why this thing's so crucial, and that's why you should go and immerse yourself in content there. Okay, we got a lot to go through in the next couple of days. You got to man the ramparts. We put together a app, Bill Blaster, that you can get on Apple or go to Grace and Mo on the uh, on the live stream and talk to them about it. It's to give you more operating leverage. Uh, you are the drivers in this. 
When you say it's providential, Mike Johnson's providential, yes, but God only works through human agency. That was your agency. You've done this. You've done it, and you've done it in, in an incredible way. Uh, and that's why we're going to be hammering these topics. Remember, the speech I gave was that you're going to, you have to have massive cuts to discretionary spend. At the same time, you have to not just seal the border. You have to start the deportation of what will probably be, I don't know, 12, 14, 15 million people. Big as, well, I don't know, the seventh or eighth state in the union. And it didn't happen by chance. It happened by design. It happened by design. And that's what you're up against. But we're winning, and they know we're winning. That's where they're coming after you even harder than they've ever. That's where they come after Mike Johnson. They're going to tear him apart. They're going to tear him apart like they're trying to tear Trump apart. Last thing, make sure at Jace Medical. They, this is another one, box check. Uh, this team, Dr. Rowland and the team, took uh, Rosemary Gibson's book and turned it into an action plan. And what you ought to do is go to the site right now, jacemedical.com, just to check and say, hey, is this right for me? I don't want to be caught in an emergency. I want to make sure I've got my appropriate medicines. How did these guys help me out? Because remember, the Chinese Communist Party is going to use every bit of leverage they possibly got in this war, in unrestricted warfare. And now we're sliding into the kinetic part. Okay, I'll be up on Getter all evening. we got a lot going on. Uh, tomorrow will be back at 10 o'clock. show is going to be on fire. Big Saturday show. I think we're doing a special. A part of it's going to be a special you're going to love. Uh, we'll be live doing that. Uh, and if we can pull it off, we'll announce it tomorrow. But we'll see you back here at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Check me out on Getter. Uh, And remember, you're fighting the good fight and you're winning. I am the last person on earth to nag about your diet. I think you can see I don't always make the healthiest food choices either. But I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens every morning. Unlike the others, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs like heart, lungs, kidneys, and immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast. You feel better with more energy. And you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Now let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com. More energy. You'll look better. You'll feel better. And you'll get what the Mayo Clinic says is what you need in fruits and vegetables every day. Fieldofgreens.com, code Bannon. Take agency, do it today. Action, action, action. You go to bed thinking about it, you wake up thinking about it. Now, here's the truth the system traps you in debt. High interest credit cards and loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. And insane inflation keeps you stuck paycheck to paycheck. Done with debt is your lifeline. Done with debt has an ingenious new strategy to help erase your debt faster and easier than you thought possible. Done with debt analyzes all the debt options you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills. They know how to cut interest rates. Their skilled staff of negotiators know how to get debt out of your life permanently without bankruptcy. 
and without additional loans. Done with debt are the experts in brilliant strategies for eliminating debt, but you need to hurry because some debt solutions are time-sensitive. Now, here's how easy they make it. Go to donewithdebt.com. That's donedebt.com. Donewithdebt.com. Go there today. Action, action, action. Stop the worrying. Take action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 